Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chubba Pequel, and today I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host Tempest, the wrestler. I am Tempest, the verified wrestler. Ah, yeah, yeah. All right, lord it over, <laughs> bloody Tempest, with your bloody verified bloody check mark and your bloody Twitter check. God, yeah. Just because you write for the website and I don't, that's, that's stupid. That's- because you're verified as a journalist. And I can't get verified as a content creator because I don't meet the follower requirements for a content creator. <sighs> just gotta have a byline. Stupid. Easy, what if easy, I just start easy. writing like one article for the website a week? I'll just go on, I'll write, write like one news article per week and then I can just go to Twitter and be like, hey look, see I write for the website. Gimme. Give give I bet me you can do it. I bet, you know, because I you've I'm pretty sure you've got a profile on the website. I do. Just I used from, to write for the site, so you know. Yeah, but just from even like doing more recent stuff, like just little bits mm-hmm. and bobs here and there of you know converting different videos and and the scripts into articles and whatnot. It's true. I I think if you just put all, all those bylines in, you could just get, make it happen. But that was the I thing. Like, I I didn't think that. I was going to get it. I was just like, eh, maybe, why not? Like, mm-hmm. I just submitted the verification request, like, I don't know, three weeks ago or something, you yeah. know, and just kind of like let it go. And of course, like, then Louis got his, but Louis is, has sources and does actual reports yeah. and, you know, yeah. whatnot. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Again, not knowing if this was going to actually happen. Then I woke up today and a little check mark next to my name. And now it doesn't tell me how many notifications I have. It just gives me a little dot on the thing instead of an actual number. So I guess this is progress. I don't I don't know. Hold on. I'm just Okay, good. Uh I'm just gonna do this real quick because I can, because we're on the we're on the members only stuff. Um you being verified, I now have a reason to to share this video. Uh, if you watch ProZD on YouTube, you might have already seen it, but I don't care. Mm. I'm going to show you it anyway. Love ProZD. He's my favorite. Uh, 
Twitter verified. Hopefully it has sound. Can you hear that? Nope. Ow. <laughs> Balls. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right. Yeah. Is there a way to yep, share audio? There it is. Share. Okay. All right, here we go. With audio. Yep. So one thing I didn't know about Twitter verified people is that you have a special set of notifications. You've got you've got your all, you've got your mentions, and then you've got your verified. You have your verified notifications. And as you can see here, only the finest people are allowed to be shown in the notifications here. Only the people with the fine blue badge are shown in the verified. No commoners allowed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that that checks out. I assume that's what you're going to be like now. Um, oh, absolutely. My there. mentions are now reserved for uh, for just when Louie and I argue with each other mm -hmm. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Which I... I've had I've had to cut back on. It's just bad for my health. <laughs> Conversing with Louie has a has a negative effect on me. <laughs> as uh, as it does with everyone. I'm kidding. We like Louis. <laughs> we do like Louis. We're not just ragging on him. Um. Anyway, let's get to talking about SmackDown. We've got some emails to get through the outro it's of this uh, of this show. He he knows that we argue nonstop. <laughs> um. But yes, let's uh let's talk about SmackDown. Uh. Well, we're going to be talking about Edge came back. Whoa, Edge came back. Big return on SmackDown. Was it good though? Maybe it was good. But was it good? Let's talk about it. First thing we're going to be talking about on this show is the return of the rated R superstar and also now iconoclast, which I definitely didn't have to Google. Yep. Um, who he returned in the main event segment of this show, which was uh, Roman Reigns coming out for his Universal Championship uh, celebration or the state of the uh, state address address of the Universal Universe. Yep. Yep. Now, they changed the name, I think, like three times during the show, but, you know, that's fine. Uh, Roman comes out, and and before he can say anything, Paul Heyman is just saying, like, well, there's no one left to beat, and kind of lifts off everyone, including Braun Strowman. So I was like, oh, he's released. They said the name of a released person, and Daniel Bryan, who's not with the company anymore. Um, but it kind of lifts off everyone that Roman's beat since he got the title. He's like, well, there's, there's no one left to beat. I'm like, well, I mean... Seth Rollins said earlier on the show he wants a shot. You haven't beaten him yet. Also, Big E's there, and he's he hasn't had a shot yet either. Um, but it, it, he'll promo. That's fine. Uh, Heyman says there's nobody left. Hands off the microphone to Roman Reigns. But before Reigns can say anything, Edge's music hits. He comes out, and Roman's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and then Edge comes out. He doesn't do the thing, but the fight, the pyro goes off anyway. He just stands there as the pyro goes off. I was like. That's weird, but sure. Uh, comes down, beats up Reigns. Um, really has the upper hand. He's going to go for a concerto onto Reigns before Jimmy Uso comes out, makes the save, uh, but then Edge spears him through the barricade, which allows Roman to get away up the ramp. Edge comes back in the ring and then screams down the camera, where you at, Roman? You want me? I'm right here. But Roman's on the literally just look to your right at your, your spot him he's on the ramp right now he's not even on the stage he's just on the ramp right now he's really not that far away mate and it, and he doesn't want you i think that was the point of the promo was him saying that he doesn't 
want you because he's saying he beat every one. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? We'll just look past it. It's fine. Edge was probably just fired up from his return and just was just like, right, let's just say something cool. And he, and he said the thing. But, you know, that's fine. So Edge is back. That's how the, the show uh, ended. Um, so Edge is back, which is the first time we've seen him since WrestleMania, where he lost to Roman Reigns in the Triple Threat. Um, and it looks like he's going to be challenging Roman again at Money in the Bank for the Universal title. I have some thoughts on this, but I'll hand it over to you first, Tempest. What, what, what did you think about this return? So Edge is my favorite wrestler of all time. <clears throat> so just his music hits and i was not having a particularly good time watching this smackdown episode no. but his Ooh. music hits and i kind of spring up off my couch and i'm like hey edge is back yeah, it's my guy very similar to how i was in the crowd at SummerSlam 2019 when his music hit and i was like oh my god it's edge let's go mm-hmm. yep as far as a a segment in a vacuum start to end i thought the the return was fine he comes out he's got good intensity edge has always got good presence about him he's a star it feels like a big deal when he comes back and he takes out roman reigns and then he takes out jimmy uso and it's it's a big moment it's a good go off the air angle to get you excited for whatever comes next the issue is I don't know how many people are actually going to be excited about this because I saw Denise saying on Twitter that this was the direction they were going for WrestleMania and then they had to add Daniel Bryan to the mix because people weren't clicking. Now, I don't know whether that was the original plan that they were just going to do that three-way or if Daniel Bryan was actually added because they thought people weren't interested in the feud. Regardless... We'd already kind of been here. Now, we didn't get the one-on-one singles match between Edge and Roman Reigns, which I am very excited to see. But from a storyline perspective, why is he getting another title shot? He he got his shot at WrestleMania, and he lost. Of course, now we don't know that he's just automatically getting a title shot. I don't think it's been announced like, oh, Edge faces Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. But I kind of assume we'll just get there next week or the week after i don't think edge is going to go on a big winning streak to pile up a bunch of wins to to lead to money in the bank by any means but i have a soft spot for it it's it's edge so i look at everything kind of the same way that i look look at uh roman reigns related things where i'm just like eh, it doesn't it can, it can be bad or less than great and i'll still enjoy it with uh a little bit of an easier mindset going into it but I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm just happy because this is the storyline, like the Roman Reigns challenger. It feels like it's going to be different every month. We don't have the same problem with this storyline that we have with everything else where things just keep going and we never move on from anything. So I like that. This at least is like a new chapter from where we've been for the last month. So that's a plus to me. Yeah, that's, that's it's a lot of very fair points. Um, Personally, I'm just not super invested in seeing Edge go for the title again. Like, I, I I don't know what the solution is. I don't know whether it was it it would have been time to, I don't know, if if Biggie got a few wins previously, maybe have him go for the title of Money in the Bank or something, but then, you know, he wouldn't be in the Money in the Bank match, so maybe that's 
a, a decision as part of that. I don't know what the solution is, but all I know is that I'm not super pumped about seeing Edge go for the title again. Like you said, in a vacuum, seeing Edge back, this is great. Really enjoyed seeing him back. Great segment, beats up Roman and stuff. Big spear, love that. Through the barricade, great stuff. But I just don't know where they're going to go from here. And especially because... I get the feeling because there was a, another segment on this show earlier where Seth Rollins uh, wanted to make himself the next challenger for Roman's universal title. And now Edge has come back. And the reported plan is they're looking at doing Seth Rollins versus Edge at SummerSlam. I now worry that Edge is going to challenge for the title at Money in the Bank and Seth is going to cost him that match. And that would be kind of poopy because that would be another screwy finish. Uh and Roman's been on a very good streak of not having interferences and stuff like that. So I'd, I wouldn't want to break that streak of him having clean finishes. And also, I feel like it would kind of undermine what's probably going to be the main event of Money in the Bank to have a bit of a screwy finish like that. And we've had plenty of those in the past with Jey Uso helping Roman at the start of his title reign. But for Edge, I feel like if he's if he had Daniel Bryan inserted and didn't get his one-on-one -on -one match, he should have his one-on-one -on -one match in storyline, he should have his one-on-one -on -one match at Money in the Bank without the the screwiness. Um, but I think if that's the direction we're going to set up Rollins versus Edge, I'm less invested because I, I don't think I'll enjoy the match as much because I'm just going to be expecting Seth to come out at any moment to be like, okay, and when we get into the finish now kind of thing. That's a very good point because for me, the big selling point on the match is that I want to see the match. I think Edge versus Roman Reigns in a one-on-one -on -one match will be excellent, you know, and I am well aware that I'm biased when it comes to Edge-related content because I, I just absolutely love it. That being said, I don't have – me, this is me saying, biggest Edge fan you'll find, I don't have the emotional connection to this storyline that I had when Daniel Bryan was challenging for the title in his loser-leave-town mm. retirement match. And then yeah. I didn't have the same kind of connection I had when Cesaro challenged for the title at Backlash, where, man, we're the one crack that I see in the storyline that is Roman Reigns is that they have done an abysmal job at building up a babyface to come up opposite Roman Reigns. There's no one. And you can say, like, oh, Big E or, or whatever. They're not building Big E for this spot people are just kind of assuming that eventually we'll wait and he'll find his way into this spot but if you if they did a better job at booking around roman reigns rather than just roman reigns he would be on the exact same dominant heel run but they'd also be building his eventual challenger up at the same time but they're not doing that part so we get to the main event segment here and he says Who's left for me to beat? And you go, yeah, who's left? There's no one else on this show for him to beat. There are no top baby faces on this show. So when Edge comes back to fill in a month at Money in the Bank before now in SummerSlam where he can face John Cena, it's like, yeah, okay. I guess that's like the best that we've got now is to have one of these guys come back and fill in that month as opposed to having a natural top baby face that's just ready and waiting for Roman Reigns, and I'm just like, man, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. They they need to do a better job of building up more baby faces because right now it's quite heel dominated. I guess SmackDown. There's a lot of um, I mean, I say that 
I, I guess it's just coming off the back of Hell in a Cell. You had like Sami Zayn won, Seth Rollins won, Apollo Crews is still the IC champion, Roman Reigns is the Universal champion. Like there's a lot of uh, prominent heel figures uh, and less prominent uh, face figures. Um, but anyway, it was a good return. Yeah. I'm just not super interested in seeing the the one-on-one match at Money in the Bank personally. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Let's see what you guys thought. Let's get into your ultra chats here. If you want to get in your ultra chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll be reading out all of the uh, the ultra chats that are five bucks or up. Uh, Steven Guzman says, uh, I love Edge, but, uh, but this man got stacked in the main event of WrestleMania against Roman. I cannot take him seriously as a challenger. If he goes for the title, I'm nervous. This is going to sour folks on Edge because I'm starting to feel that way. Yes, that's a very real possibility, I think, that people just be like, ugh, this guy again. Because it's not like in the triple threat, he pinned Brian and Edge was protected. Edge got pinned. He got stacked as part of that and was quite dominantly beaten. So, like, I don't know, man. I, um, I'm I'm not super interested just to see him come back and be like, hey, I lost. Now I'm back. I'm going to fight again. I know, I know that's the MO of SmackDown right now. It's just rematches all the time, which we'll get into more later. Um. 
But uh, yeah, it's like we're three months. We will be three months removed from WrestleMania by the time we get to Money in the Bank, and we're still doing WrestleMania rematches. It's like, okay, can we do other stuff now? Like, yeah. At the very least, at the very least, I am happy that there was the three month gap between then and now. Because I assume that Sasha Banks is going to come back and be given a similar treatment as we head towards SummerSlam, where she's going to come back and get her rematch. Granted, she was the champion going into mm-hmm. WrestleMania, so she's got... Yeah. They don't do built-in rematch clause, but they do. They say that they don't, but they do. Mm-hmm. So she'll at least get that kind of title shot, but it'll be a match that I'm welcoming to see again. And I would still like to see this match the Edge Roman Reigns match, but they're not at least one weekend. And granted, they could do a really great angle to get me super invested in this next week. But from what I've seen right now, it hasn't happened yet. In the three months since WrestleMania, I haven't been given a reason to want to see the Edge Roman Reigns match more than just wanting to see a good match. Yes, I agree. Um, Hannah Allen says, uh, I popped for the most ridiculous things on this show. Cesaro dancing and Pat McAfee's Stone Cold Water Spot. Pat McAfee's Stone Cold Water Spot was the only good thing about that segment. And and you know what? And Corbin's promo was actually good as well. There you go. There's my hot take. Everything else in that segment sucked. But we'll talk about that one later. Um... Emma Bond says, uh, Jey Uso has been manipulated and gaslit for months, and with escalating family drama, it finally caught up with him. He ran out of spoons. He's exhausted, as he should be. I deal with this sort of thing. It's lovely to see it on screen. Yeah, genuinely. It, it's, it's, I'm glad that Jay is like not on our screens for a couple of weeks. When he says, like, okay, I'm done, I'm out. And he, he actually is like that. That's very cool. Um, but I mean, we'll talk about that more in a minute when we talk about that segment. But I quite like that it's being, it's being treated properly. He's, he's selling it like it's a big deal because it is a big deal. So, you know. But for now, let's get into reviewing the rest of the show, which started off with uh, Roman Reigns and Jimmy Uso backstage. Uh, Roman asking Jimmy where Jay is, and Jimmy says he's a no-show once again. Uh, he's still not here, but he got in contact with him, and uh, which is, is different from last week, uh, saying that he doesn't want to come back. Uh, but Jimmy's like, hey, we don't need Jay. It's fine. I can do what Jay does. I'm I'm right here. I'm ready to you know do what I need to do for the family. Uh, I'm, I'm here. And Roman's like... <laughs> You want to be the right hand man? And he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I can do anything Jay can do." Uh, and Roman tells him to prove it. I thought this was really good. Um, again, more kind of manipulation and gaslighting, but also Roman doesn't quite fully trust Jimmy yet, and also he still prefers Jay because he knows that he's kind of corrupted him more than he has Jimmy right now. There's a lot of layers to it, I think, and it, it, it all went very well for this opening segment. Yeah, I think I'm just so used to the Jay Uso Roman Reigns relationship where like I was really invested in what they were doing with that relationship. So just having two weeks off where we're still getting progression of it with him not coming to work last week, not coming to work this week, but still like in in contact now with with Jimmy Uso. So they're still moving forward slowly, but 
there's the part of me that's just like, oh, I, I want to see more. Like, I want the next segment to come with, with Jey Uso. Like, I want the next chapter, which is good, mm-hmm. which is what they want. You know, you're supposed to want to see what happens next, which is exactly what's happening here. Uh, with Jimmy Uso, it's a totally different relationship, which mm. is the most interesting part of all this to me. Because you could look at it like, you know, if you said a year ago, oh, they're going to take one Uso out of a storyline and put the other Uso in a storyline and just keep going. You'd probably think that they would be interchangeable, at least at that Mm -hmm. point, because as characters, they were interchangeable. But now they are so completely different characters that now taking Jay out and putting Jimmy into this storyline there is so much more like lore isn't the right word, but there's so many more layers and background mm-hmm. to this story. Now that you've got a completely different character dynamic going with Roman Reigns and his cousin and Roman Reigns. He's such an asshole. And he I sure love is. it. Yeah. I love it. Like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be cheering in this storyline currently. Cause Jimmy Uso is trying to prove himself to a heel. So you'd think that makes him bad, but he's still kind of sympathetic. Like mm-hmm. we're in this weird kind of tweener role for him where he's still a baby face, but he's fighting for the honor of a heel. So it's kind of, kind of wonky, but at the same time, Roman during that opening segment is like, so you think you can, you can take your partner's place. He's like, I'm not saying that. Oh no, you're saying you can't do it. I can do it. Oh, you can do it. I was like, just leave him alone. Stop it! Uh, Stop yeah. being mean to the Usos. He's, uh, he's, he's great. I love, I love yeah. Roman. He's so good. Uh, after that, we got the pre-announced match of Bianca Belair and Cesaro versus Bailey and Seth Rollins. But first, we have loads of promos to do because that's necessary. Bianca comes out, and you'll never guess what she talks about bullies again because it's the only promo that she can do since SummerSlam. WrestleMania. It's yeah, why did I say SummerSlam? <laughs> WrestleMania. It's going to be the same show this year anyway. God. Um, goodness me. Yeah. It's just the same every time. I look at this title and I'm reminded of all the things that I overcome. And you know what? I was waiting for it. I was literally, I was writing my notes and I was waiting. And I was like, at least you didn't mention bullies. She was like, I overcame Bailey. There was a lot of stuff in my way at Hell in a Cell, but I overcame all of it. And then she goes, just like I overcame the bullies. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, come on, do something else. It's not her fault. It's the script she's given. But goodness me, script her something different. It's the same promo every time. <sighs> like the rematches don't just cover the matches. Mm, this is a rematch yeah. promo. We've seen yeah. the promo already. Give me it's something a re-promo. new. Oh, oh God. Lord. Seth Rollins comes out and interrupts. Uh, I quite enjoyed Rollins in this little promo segment. I thought he was quite funny. Um, him just doing like, hey, yeah, we both got stuff to celebrate. You won. I won. You overcame adversity. But I overcame loads of adversity. I overcame Cesaro. I overcame all the haters, all the people that said I couldn't do it. Hey, yeah, we can, we can high five. And then she's like, aren't you going to be teaming with Bailey like right now against me? And he's like, yeah, but I mean, I want to high five you now because Bailey's going to beat you so bad that when you're on the floor, I can't do it then. I was like, that's actually quite a funny line. That's, that's, that's quite good, Seth. That's, that's good. Um, I thought Seth was really good on this show, just in yeah. general, between this and yeah. the backstage segment that we'll get to. I think this was a good week for Seth Rollins. 100%. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think he's been pretty consistently good. His, his content he's given isn't always great, but I think he performs it 
as best he can almost all the time. I think he's doing a really good job currently. Um, Bailey then comes out and uh, Bailey is is still just saying like, hey, you're, it was a fluke win, which it wasn't. It was a KOD onto a ladder. It's pretty decisive. It was as clean as a sheet as you can possibly get. Yeah, and and I know she's a heel, and I know she's just saying it's a fluke, but like, come on, guys. And uh, then they start fighting, and Cesaro comes out, and they start fighting, and then to get some sort of heat between Bailey and Cesaro, Bailey's like, "This is all your fault." I'm like, "What is?" Like, if you want to talk about stuff that Cesaro is for, you can talk about the Ding Dong Hello set that got ruined because of Cesaro. But like, I don't know. This was this was weird. Also, this was a super long segment to get to a match that was already announced. It was really I weird. Like, this wasn't. Yeah, it's like we or, do. We already know the match is coming. Do the match. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why they needed all the all these promo things. And to say the same things they've already been saying, with the exception of Seth, who was very good. To say all the things they've already said again is. is weird but yeah. thought the match was pretty good yeah i quite like the match quite fun yeah it they take two rivalries with people a lot of people who can wrestle really well and you put them together and shocker it's, it's pretty good it's pretty good isn't it yeah see the thing that i would have done if i ruled this company is i would have had a, a new rivalry also involved in this Put the mm-hmm. the Street Profits and the the Alpha Academy into this match somehow, like make it a two guy and one girl uh, mixed tag, so that you can give the the storyline that we're not sick of the finish, so that I don't have to see Bailey challenge for the Money in the Bank thing again. I will say, Montez Ford has just undergone surgery, so. There's right. that. There's, there's another uh, one. Which is which is voluntary surgery, and they use the Otis thing to actually write him off TV so he could take that surgery. So, you know, they couldn't have put the Street Profits in this match. So I will say that in WWE's defense, they couldn't have done that very one specific thing that you just mentioned. Sure. However, they very the, well could have the, not had Bailey win. <laughs> the, the, the deeper point of what I'm getting <laughs> yeah. at is you can take this really good match and give the rub onto a storyline that we're not tired of now granted there aren't very many of those on smackdown now are they are there because for god's sake this is where i lost it when i was watching the the show and it was like 20 minutes into the show yeah (sighs) we've seen it seen this match seen this match twice Mm-hmm. And Bailey won clean both times. Bianca. The first time was a little was a little wonky, you know. Mm-hmm. The they had the hair thing, which is it cheating? Is it not? Fine, you can make a heel go out there and say that it was cheating, and you want another match. That's that's fine. The promos in between were not fine, but mm. the rationale for getting to the Hell in a Cell match is fine. And they had a good Hell in a Cell match. They had a really enjoyable match with a clean finish. That was exactly what you needed out of that match. And now we're going again. This, this right here is why no one cares about Hell in a Cell anymore. Because we talk about this needs to be the end of the feud. It needs to be the big blow off match. And then we get an opportunity to have exactly that. And now we're going again. 
We're going to just see Bailey challenge for the SmackDown women's title again. You know why? Because there are five women on this show. Oh, we've got the best women's division in the world. If people, if you're not here, you want to be here until we fire everyone on our show, have five women left on the show, and don't have enough people available for a qualifying match. Jesus Christ. Yeah. There are so many people in NXT that have just been there forever. Mm-hmm. And I know that people don't want to talk about NXT people getting called up because they're just going to get buried and whatnot. But you couldn't have, you couldn't put Tony Storm or Io Shirai in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Think of how cool that would be. Have one of them be in a Money in the Bank match and have another one of them face face a, a Bailey for the championship, and then you've got two fresh new faces in the new matches. Yep, we are so far past WrestleMania, and this was the first storyline after wrestlemania for bianca belair and i was really excited to see it i wanted to see this feud so bad because i was like that's going to be such a good match and that is going to be a logical thing because that's a big star on smackdown bailey was the champ before sasha banks it's a good fit and now we've seen it non-stop for three months and i'm sick of it give me something different please i'm burning you so this was um, this was strike one for me for, yep. God, we've seen this so much and we're doing it again. And yeah, I'm 100% with you in that, like, we just had a Hell in a Cell match and this feud must continue. What? Uh, is ridiculous. And yeah, this for me was strike one. The other strikes came later, which we'll get to. Jimmy Uso is backstage uh says uh he's he's kind of pacing outside of roman reigns locker room paul Heyman comes out and he's like hey uh i don't know what roman wants me to do uh i say he says i'm supposed to prove it but uh, what do i do paul Heyman says hey you know he, he's, he starts off being a little bit cryptic and then uh says that he's gonna make him a match he wants to main event jimmy uso he's gonna make him a match for later and you know you better win because if you don't Taps him on the shoulder and like walks off. And I was like, okay. Jimmy main event, Jimmy Uso. Okay. What are they gonna put him against? <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah. Tried and true. Battle tested Dolph Ziggler. What, what a test. Why though? Main event, Jimmy. And they're like, oh, what what a hard challenge this is gonna be for Jimmy Uso. It's like, it's Dolph Ziggler! Everyone beats him. God. I, I was talking to someone uh, while I was watching this match, and they said, when was the last time Dolph Ziggler got a clean win? I have no idea. It could be five years ago for as a far clean, as I know. A clean win. A clean win. Because he's gotten a lot of wins, but that's probably with Bobby Roode interference while he was, you know, tag champs and stuff like that. Ooh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to make assumptions, Ooh. but goodness me. Um, and I was like, okay, that sort of derailed the momentum I had for this feud a little bit. So I'm like, mm. why is the, why are they treating Dol- one? Why are they treating Dolph Ziggler like a big deal? And also, that's going to be your main event match, Jimmy Uso versus Dolph, and that's need to be Jimmy's test to the family is against Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. All right, sure, sure. Let's just go with it. Then we got. 
the coronation of King Shinsuke Nakamura. I think Michael Cole before the commercial actually called him King Skay. Yeah, which which I said called. as a joke. Yeah, because it's terrible and shouldn't be on a TV show. I said it because it's bad. I said an Andy Datsun joke, King Skay, and they put that on television. They sure did. They put this whole segment on television. I, I don't know whether King Skay. Or Corey Graves's Swag Skay from NXT Takeover Dallas is worse. That's that's worse. Swag Skay is this twenty eleven? Was terrible. No low fam. It, it was twenty fourteen, whatever it was, when Shinsuke debuted to Takeover Dallas. But what was it? It was, it was when um, Shinsuke was lining up to do, you know, when he puts Sammy on the on the turnbuckle and then does his uh, his knee to the stomach or whatever. And then Corey, Corey was just like, oh, Swag's gay, lining him up or something. I was like, shut up, Corey. Don't take me out of this match. This match is magical. Anywho, speaking of not magical, <clears throat> Rick Boogs is in the ring. The whole setup for this is rubbish. It's a big throne. They've got the crown on the thing. they got all the, the regal royal music playing, you know, the bad stuff. And then Rick Boogs does like, oh, it's Shinsuke Nakamura. He's a uh, king of WWE. He's the only one true king of WWE. Hey, 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 we love Shinsuke. And then he plays the guitar, but he's not even playing the guitar at this point because at some point he just takes his hand off and grabs the crowd and the music carries on. So he's obviously not playing the guitar. What's even the point in trying? Goodness me. Um, And then Shinsuke, take, he, his music hits, he comes out, he sits in the thing, Rick Boots put the crowns on, and then Shinsuke goes, yeah, and then does this whole dancing, and he goes nuts because he's got a crown on. The one bit that was really good about this segment was Pat McAfee, and also Corbin's promo, but Pat McAfee nearly made this segment for me because he went nuts. When he when he got up on the comedy table, got water and was like just doing like the stone cold chugging thing. It was very funny. It was really, really funny. Um, didn't save the segment for me though, uh, which is a shame. But then while Shinsuke is dancing and celebrating like a madman because he's got a crown now, which he's had for ages. Cuts to Baron Corbin backstage who's watching. Kayla Braxton goes up to him and it's just like, uh, King Corbin. Sorry. Baron Corbin. He's back to a Baron now. He's been demoted. Yeah. So we've got that. Okay. Yeah, demoted several levels, as we found yeah. out. Yeah. Baron is about as low as you can get yeah. on the, Wild, on the royal it? hierarchy stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, well, well, what's next for 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 you after not after not having your crown anymore? And Corbin, I thought played this off really well. Of him just being like, he was on the verge of tears. He couldn't string a sentence together. He was like, just kind of running his hand over his head, just like. Like could barely even get any words out. And he goes, "What's the point?" And just walks off. And I was like, "I feel bad for you, Mister Corbin. If they've turned this man face, they've done a very good job of turning him face. You know what they've done a bad job of? Everything else. <laughs> God, <laughs> because if they wanted to turn Shinsuke and Boog's heel, right? If they wanted to turn Shinsuke and Boog's heel. This ain't the way to do it." for starters, and also, that's not what they've done, because they're telling the Thunderdome crowd to still cheer them, so they clearly still think that Shinsuke is the face in all of this. So I... Also, the sound production was terrible. You could barely hear what Corbin was saying, because Shinsuke's yep. music was really loud. Absolutely. Absolutely. The sound mixing on a lot of the backstage segments in this show was not very good. 
not very good. Another bad night for WWE production. Yeah, man. I I don't I'm not a particularly big fan of Baron Corbin's work. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ever going to get excited to see Baron Corbin's name on a marquee. Like, oh, he's going to wrestle. I got to watch it. So it's difficult for me. And this is someone just, you know, because I'm very much into the in-ring aspect of pro wrestling. That's what gets me to watch and gets me in the seats. Don't think that I'll ever be like, yeah, Baron Corbin, woo. That being said, I agree. This was a very good segment for him. I felt like a lot of like genuine emotion coming off of him and i don't believe that he cares that he lost this crown i think he's just doing a good job of acting so big props to to him for that mm-hmm. i don't think i could find rick boogs more obnoxious at this point you know how i had my rant on uh the nxt podcast about wrestlers making annoying sounds with their mouth mm-hmm. that's his entire introduction yeah like i get it he's supposed to be like a an eddie van halen style david lee ross showman rocker that sort of thing uh, I, I, uh, maybe it would be different with a big crowd and for people to be going nuts like an actual rock show but to just have him screaming into the mic i'm i'm just kind of over it when it's the same yeah, scream every time yes that's it that's the key if he was just a charismatic dude who shouts and, and gets excited and stuff, that's one thing. But yeah. for him to do the same thing every single week, it's like, okay, this is just annoying now. It's just grating to me. It's a re-promo yet again. <laughs> it's a re-entrance. This one, goodness me. Yeah, um, yeah sure. I'm curious about... drink Corbin. syrup, so I don't, I don't trust him. Yeah. yeah I, I saw that good. video and I was like, good lord, man. How are mm-hmm. you the shape that you are? Um, I'm curious about Corbin. I I don't know. I'm not going to rule it out and say I'll never be invested in Corbin. I think that's a it's unwise to have a blanket statement to just be like, well, it's never going to work because it's wrestling and something weird could happen. You go, that was really cool. I really like this person now. Like, I'm not saying I wasn't into Becky Lynch before. I definitely was. I really liked her as a wrestler. That moment of her broken face in Survivor Series, thing, I was like, she's the best thing in wrestling, and that just happened out of like one one moment. And before that, I was like, she's cool. And after I was like, she's the greatest thing ever in the world in the history of wrestling. So I think there can be random things that just kind of happen that just click in a moment and you just go, well, I like this person now. So may- maybe, I'm holding out hope that maybe something will happen with him. I agree. I agree with that. But on the same, I'll make a comparison here. Mm-hmm. To me, if a big moment like that happened for Baron Corbin, that to me would be like Braun Strowman's run of... I'm, I'm I'm not furnished with you. Let me tip over an ambulance in 2017. Cause that was like the big cool thing that got him over, but mm-hmm. it never really resonated with me personally because it wasn't something that made me want to see him wrestle. It made mm-hmm. me want to see him flip things over backstage and have his wacky entertainments, entertaining segment. But when my biggest takeaway from a wrestling show is what happens in the ring, I don't, I was never super interested in seeing Braun Strowman wrestle matches. Similar with Baron Corbin, he could do a bunch of really cool segments and and you know the big uh, big angles to make him seem like a star. And yeah, it would probably work. It would get him pushed and more popular. But with me personally, it's not going to make me see want to see him wrestle more. And just given that he's been on the main roster for like five years, and I don't think he's improved like that much. 
might be like better at doing certain things, but he's largely the same wrestler. I don't, I'm not like holding out hope that Baron Corbin's going to become this great technician in the ring mm. and stuff like that. I will say, I can't believe we're talking for this long about Baron Corbin, but um, he one, he's got a very cool moveset, easily yeah. poppable for a lot of his moves, which could Definitely. work for a face. And also, uh, I don't think he's ever really been a face before, ever, I want to say. So we don't necessarily know what he's like in the ring because a lot of his in-ring stuff is designed to be the very slow heel work that he's done. I'm not saying he's going to be the best wrestler in the world or anything like that because clearly not, but he might have an interesting babyface side to him that we don't know yet. If, if he if he turns around and he's the Johnny Gargano best babyface in the world of the main roster, I will I will do a backflip or something. That, that yeah. would blow me away 100%. I still don't think it's cool likely but no. i would be very happy to see it i'd love to be wrong yeah um we then got uh seth rollins backstage goes up to uh adam pierce and sonia deville cut a very good promo here saying that he wants to be the next challenger for roman reigns and gets very serious because he's always kind of like over the top yeah. and he doesn't laugh and he's uh, i'm seth rollins i'm the best um but because he won again in the uh the opening match goes up to him and says hey you saw that earlier you know, Roman's going to be giving his address later on in the night. I want to be the next challenger for him. Gets very serious. It's a really cool promo. And I, I'm liking where the story's going. In combination with the final segment where Edge returns, looks like they're going to be setting up Rollins versus Edge for SummerSlam because it looks like Rollins is going to be annoyed that Edge is going to essentially jump the queue uh, to, to that. And he's right. Rollins is right. And that's always a good thing when heels can be justified in their actions. I think so. I, I think you uh, covered basically everything there. I would be interested to see where things go. Cause I'm always looking like one or two matches, like down the road from everything where, what are mm -hmm. they going to do after Seth Rollins and edge? If Seth Rollins, I don't know who's going to win that match. It could be Seth Rollins. It could be edge, but I would think that would be kind of the, uh, the match that decides the number one contender, even if it's not billed as such. It's like whoever mm -hmm. wins that match, I would think would get the shot at Clash of Champions after SummerSlam. So maybe, but that also means that Seth Rollins could just come in and be a heel facing Roman Reigns. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's a bunch of different ways that they could go with this whole storyline. I think I'm personally kind of ready for a Seth Rollins babyface turn. And that might just be because yeah. we're very lacking of top babyfaces on SmackDown that I need a new face at the top. But What do you mean? We've got Baron Corbin. I know, yeah. Oh, I didn't face. think of that. Oh yeah. my god. That's He's gonna perfect. be the one to dethrone Reigns. Oh yeah. It's it's long-term storytelling. They started off with the dog food and now they've got this. Oh man, <laughs> you're right. I hadn't thought of that. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> no worries, man. Got your back. Um <laughs> after this, we've got one of my biggest pet peeves in WWE of ordering of things where Biggie makes his entrance and then it's an ad break, and then they have a recap of Otis beating up Montez Ford, which has nothing to do with this match. And yeah. then Apollo Crews enters. It's like, uh, why did you do any of that in that order? But sure. Um, uh, oh, I'm going to bring this comment up because that's, I I disagree. Historically, Rollins wasn't a great babyface. I disagree. I don't think he was a bad babyface. I think he got shafted with booking uh, because everyone wanted to see Seth Rollins' babyface after he got injured uh as wwe champion and then when he came back he was still a heel and everyone was like oh but we want to cheer you so bad why are you being a heel uh and like the moment was was missed 
And then I thought he did a really good job being the babyface against Brock Lesnar. His title win at WrestleMania 35 I thought was very good. Uh, and then it, it had three-month feud with Baron Corbin, and everyone went, ah, oh, balls. And that wasn't Seth's fault. That was because of the booking surrounding uh, Seth wasn't great. And as SB3 rightly brings up in the chat, I think he was a great babyface when he was the Intercontinental Champion back in 2018. Especially yeah, when, when it was Monday Night Rollins, and he was putting on the best match on Raw every single week. He was great as a babyface. There's a great babyface in Seth Rollins there. His booking surrounding him when he's been a babyface has been very lackluster. Yes. The the booking of Seth Rollins returning from injury in 2016 is one of the worst uh babyface turns ever. Because yeah. yeah. he doesn't he doesn't turn babyface. He just kind of starts wrestling heels later, and he's still kind of a dickhead when he gets to like September of that year. And eventually he's like, I'm going to slay the king. Triple H, this is called TakeOver, right? He invades mm. TakeOver San Antonio, like really cool moments. But they didn't have that switch flipped where he's a babyface now. And that could have been his return. And it should have been. But they decided, oh, we're going to hold this off. We're going to make people wait. And then they didn't care anymore. Flat, fast forward. Intercontinental stuff fantastic top baby face on raw i thought he could have been like the biggest star in the business he beats brock lesnar it's great has a bad bad rivalry with with baron corbin and i don't think his his twitter antics helped his case at all i think that made him decidedly unlikable and as someone who went to SummerSlam 2019 that crowd did not like seth rollins at all which is a shame i I think enough time has passed now where people have kind of forgiven him for that and i think people would be ready to cheer him again if they did want to turn him exactly um, yeah and and also i'll say as well i think in their minds his babyface turn came in that fatal four-way for the universal championship where triple h turned on him and beat him up and kevin owens won the title i think in their mind that was one face turn, and everyone went well why would we cheer him he's still a dick like there's no reason to cheer him but in their minds that was the big babyface turn it was just dumb anyway we've spoken enough about that uh we got biggie versus apollo cruz next this was strike two for rematches that nearly broke me on this show. This was a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Why would you put these two together when you could have anyone else? I always really like in qualifying matches because you want... Okay, in my mind, I didn't explain this very well in my edited news video earlier. And a couple of people were like, wait, what? why are you so mad about this? Why don't you want people feuding in the qualifying matches? Because for me, I want the people that are feuding to get into the Money in the Bank match to make the money in the bank match the thing where you have all these interesting interactions between all the people that are already feuding and all that stuff and that's where you get the really cool uh, moments between people that you wouldn't expect or that's where you set up new feuds and that's where you have the people who are already feuding interacting during the match that's what you want in my humble opinion which means that the qualifying matches should be between people that aren't feuding so you can have them both get into the match at the end i didn't explain that very well in the edited news video but that's where my my head's at so why would you have it where you've got your intercontinental champion against a guy you want to protect and the guy who's eventually going to win, right? A guy who's potentially going to win the briefcase. Why would you put him up, up against the intercontinental champion? That's even excluding the fact that this is their seventh one-on-one match this year. Their 14th match they've had together this year. Thank you, Sean Rossap, for those stats. Oh! Come, they've been feuding since Big E won the title, which was in December last year. Like, we're seven months on from Big E winning that title, and they're still feuding. 
We talk about WrestleMania rematches. This is a TLC rematch. Not quite. But it's bloody damn near enough. Like, <sighs> that, this wound me up so much. And I know they had plans with Big E before Alistair Black got released. But here's an idea. Don't release Alistair Black. <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> it's just, oh, man. And then they had a, a, a decent enough match. It was fine, right? It was a fine enough match. And then... Commander Aziz starts getting involved, and for some reason, that's not a DQ. Don't know why. It, it just wasn't. And then the ref ejected him from the ringside instead of DQing him, even though he knew he got involved, because what are the rules? And then Biggie hits the big ending, and then pins Apollo Crews. Oh, man. Like, why? Why would you have this match? Why put them together? Even if you literally just mix it up, and chop and change the two of them. So you have, because next week, we get another rematch in another Money in the Bank qualifier. Even if you just change those, that's a slightly different dynamic. Big E and Apollo Crews, specifically those two together, we've seen so much. And it ju- that in combination with Bailey pinning Belair, I was, I was, my crack, the cracks were showing. Like, I don't want I, you to I, talk about your I, crack. Don't. I heard it when I said it, but don't bring it up. The cracks were showing, and I was starting to lose it at this point. It was the next thing that, that got me, but... <sighs> you really could just do any other match. Right? If you, want Big, if you want Big E in the Money in the Bank match, have him beat Chad Gable. Yeah. Because you're not, you're not protecting Chad, Chad Gable. Gable, and no. that's a match that we haven't seen, and that would be fun. I don't think anyone would ever complain about a Chad Gable versus Big E qualifying match and then likewise i don't i don't doesn't look like they're gonna get uh apollo cruz into this match so just have whoever you want in the match from kevin owens and Sami Zayn. probably kevin owens i can't imagine Sami Zayn's gonna beat him twice in a row let's not get crazy <laughs> have kevin owens beat apollo cruz we've seen that match too but not as much yeah. as the big e stuff Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and you don't even need that. Like, like, like we were saying before, if you really are struggling for people to put them against, get some people from NXT. Even if they're going to lose a qualifying match, you've got tons of people there, and you can have a really good showcase match for them. You know, bring up someone random, like, I don't know, Austin Theory. Bring him up and have him have a really good match against Big E and have him lose, right? Gives a nice showcase for Austin Theory. Biggie gets a win. And you can start putting over a bit. Hey, you can watch more of this guy that's done a really good match here. More on Wednesdays. It's all synergistic. It's all great. Like, just do some stuff like that. And maybe have one of the NXT guys win and put him in the Money in the Bank match. It still showcases NXT. Means that you're not expecting every NXT guy to automatically lose their match. Just, it's not hard. It's not hard. It's really not. I know we, we complain I... and people are like, oh, well, you couldn't book it. And it's like, Probably not, with the constraints of WWE. But I do know how to tell a story. It's not that difficult. Genuinely, it's not. Yeah. Oh, Would you be able to get the WWE champion's name right? I don't know, man. Who is it? And I think... Uh, yeah. hmm. Booby Loosely, uh, I think. Bo- yeah, Bo- Bubbles. Bubbles. Uh, yeah. Bubbles Ashley. Yeah. Rick, Rick Astley. Um, yes. Yeah. It's, it's not that hard. You just have to try a little bit. And I've been waiting for this show to try since WrestleMania, and I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm I'm tired of it. 
This feed must For God's sake, guys. Like, <laughs> come on. Give yeah. me something new. Anything new. Speaking of stuff that's not new. <laughs> Sami Zayn is backstage celebrating his big win over Kevin Owens at Heaven to Cell. And he says, yay, I finally beat him. I'm the best. I can finally move on from Kevin Owens. Right? And Caleb it. Braxton says, Caleb Braxton says, well, next week, you've got money in the back qualifying match against Kevin Owens. This is where I paused the show and put my head in my hands and just screamed, why? Why another re... This is another rematch from WrestleMania. We're going to be in July by next SmackDown. And we're having the same match that we've seen from April. And we've seen these guys fight since then. Consistently. I just... Goodness me. Okay. I'm going to bring you up again. That's not true. They're (laughs) destined to do this forever. Not all the time. There's a difference. You can have them have this eternal feud, but you separate them and you take them apart for like a year. And then you have a cool standoff in, I don't know, a money in the bank match. And people go, oh, it's these two again. I remember when their feud was really cool. And that's what you mean by destined to do this forever. Not they're literally going to be fighting every week. I, oh man. And then later on, just to add this on, because we're talking about it. Sammy goes backstage and says, quite rightly to Adam Pearce, he shouldn't have to beat Kevin Owens again to qualify for the match because he already beat him at Hell in a Cell. And then Adam Pearce says, it's going to be a last man standing match. Why not? Throw it in sure. there. It's a money in the bank qualifier. Why you put last man standing on it again? I... Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Why? To any of that? I haven't got the first bit of an answer for you yeah we talk about matches not mattering and i get it that you might not want to do every match just be a money in the bank qualifier you know yeah right like the matches at hell in a cell weren't money in the bank qualifying matches but to immediate but it's the same thing where you have two guys wrestle at the pay-per-view and one guy wins and then they do a number of contenders match the next night and they just have them wrestle again. I was like, well, what was the point of the first match? What is the point of this Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens match at Hell in a Cell if now they're just going to wrestle again on an even playing field and Sami Zayn having won a match doesn't put him any higher on the card. Kevin Owens having lost the match doesn't put him down a, a bump on the card. I don't know. I don't get it. But don't worry. That's not the end of the rematches, guys. There's still one more because Sonya Deville comes out to reveal who the first person in the women's money in the bank match is because they don't have enough women to have qualifying matches. Hate this company. My vitriol for this company knows no end. I know. Goodness me. Shout Uh, out to to Louis Dangor who tweeted me last night talking about mm -hmm. how if you break it down, WWE functionally does not have enough women on the active SmackDown roster to fill out like an eight person lineup right now. They don't have eight women on this show. Yeah. You, you've got, you've got Bianca Belair as a champion, Sasha Banks, who hasn't been on TV since mania Mia Yim, who hasn't debuted on the brand yet. 
Natalia and Tamina who are working on Raw uh, and Bailey. That's six. And then you've got Carmella. You've got Carmella and Liv. And that they only half count. Like Carmella yeah. and Liv count, but some of those are half. Sasha Banks not been around. Natalia and Tamina are kind of on Raw. So that's yeah. like not that many. Yeah, you get rid of you apply the active part to that filter yeah. and you take yeah. it from eight down to like five. Yeah. Or it's four. That's four active four. wrestlers. Four you've active the, wrestlers. This is why Bailey's challenging for the title again. Because yeah. you've got those two wrestlers and you've got Liv Morgan and Carmella. Full stop. That's it. Call yeah. anyone up. Yeah. I'm Genuinely. begging you. Goodness me. Oh. Call up Aaliyah. I don't even care at that point. Call up Aaliyah. It's sure. fine. It's someone just, else. She doesn't have to win matches. She can just be another body on the show for Liv Morgan to beat to qualify for, for the thing. Yeah. You, you, know, you know what she could be in? A qualifying match. Goodness me. So Sonya Deville comes out and says, I'm going to announce the first person. It's Carmella. Why is it Carmella? She lost last week to Liv Morgan. She literally lost last week. And then, guess what? Liv Morgan comes out and says, hey, look, I, I beat you last week. I'm like, yeah, I know. We know this. Why did Sonya then pick Carmella to be the person that's first in the match? Sure, they have one win each. Carmella beat Liv Morgan, and then Liv Morgan beat Carmella. And for some reason, Carmella's been put in the match. Sure, fine. And then Liv Morgan comes out, says, hey, I beat you last week. Didn't realize that calling yourself the most beautiful person in all of WWE grants you some kind of shots here. And then Sonya Deville's like, oh, hey, that's actually a really good point. It's like, why didn't you already know that? You're running this show, supposedly, Sonya. Not blaming Sonya, blaming the character. And then she makes another match between Liv and Carmella. They already had two. One last week, one the week before. She makes another one here for Liv to prove herself worthy of being in the Money in the Bank match. Now, I thought that this meant that if Liv Morgan wins, she's qualified for Money in the Bank. I even said so in my edited review. I've since been corrected. Liv Morgan winning this match did not qualify her for Money in the Bank. She's still not in the match. So you know what that means. They're going to have another match next week. That's that's going to be a qualifying match. Oh, don't. Don't. Because when she made the match, Sonya was like, hey, don't worry, Carmella. I'm not going to take you out of the match. Hey, Liv, prove yourself against Carmella. And then Liv beat her. Liv beat her again. So that means Liv has two wins over her. Carmella has one. Carmella's already in the match, though, which means that Liv should now be in the match because that's how qualification works. But God, nothing. Liv's still not in it. And I'm yeah. sure they're going to probably say it next week. Maybe Sonya Deville will come out and reveal that the next person is Liv Morgan. Because who else are you going to bloody put in this match? But... Well, no one. There's no one on this show. Yeah. And Franklin Goodwin yeah. very rightly points out she already won. She already proved she was worthy. Yeah. It makes, it makes that match from the previous week or two weeks ago mean less. Yes. It means nothing. That match doesn't mean a thing. Yep. 100%. Hey ho. It's whatever. We then got Jimmy Uso versus Dolph Ziggler. This was a much better match than it had any right to be, I thought. Uh, Jimmy Uso are good a... wrestlers. They're, they're so... great wrestlers, but also yeah. I was not invested in this whatsoever because it's Jimmy Uso versus Dolph Ziggler. And I found myself yeah. going like, ooh, that was really good. Um, 
Uh, Dolph Ziggler hit a zigzag onto the corner of the steps. Ow! That looked, that looked like it hurt. Yeah. yeah. You want to take that bump? That looked awful. Um, <laughs> which was quite cool. Uh, Jimmy then came back and kind of, sort of anticlimactically won with a super kick. I, d- I don't know why it was anticlimactic. It just it's was. He, he didn't slap the leg. There yeah. was there wasn't the big super kick sound. It just mm-hmm. looked like he threw a super kick and kind of missed. Yeah, it looked like he missed. That was the I think that's the big thing. But one with the super kick, Jimmy wins. Cool. And then Jimmy goes up to the back. Uh, Roman's in Gorilla waiting to go out for his final segment. He's like, hey, you saw that, right? I'm great. I did the thing. And Roman's like, yes, very good. Uh, and then goes to, to walk out for his segment. And Paul Heyman's like, oh, Jimmy, you just you just stay back here. You just that's fine. We'll just go out. Just us two. Um, which was cool. And then we got the main event segment that we already spoke about with Edge's return. Thought it was a good match. Jimmy won. He should won. Should have won. Cool. Yep. I do. I find it hilarious that you go from last week, Dolph Ziggler is the dark match fodder for Karrion Cross. It's like, mm. oh, we need him to, we just need him to beat someone so that the WWE officials can watch this guy. So, Dolph, you're not doing anything. Come over here. We need you to get beat again. Oh, we need Jimmy Uso to wrestle a match in the main event segment of, of SmackDown. Hey, Dolph, you're not doing anything. Want to get beat again? Come here. Well, I mean, beating Dolph Ziggler isn't a test. And they were really just like, what a big win for Jimmy Uso. Is it, though? Yeah. Is it actually? Uh, whatever. Man. The match was good. I yeah. like the the zigzag on the on the stairs. That was that was a cool moment. It Very made cool. me actually cringe and go, "Oh my god!" And I love the Roman Reigns Jimmy Uso relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Roman Reigns is the way that he is. Maybe he just feels he's doing this to Jimmy Uso because there was that disrespect for like a month. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the only reason why. Maybe I- if he'd just fallen in line at the start, this wouldn't have happened. But I think that there is a reason in yes. there for everything that he's doing. He's not just treating him this way because that's what the script says. And I think as well, one possible way to do it is that Jimmy is kind of now wanting to be on Roman's side. And I think that Roman now saying, oh, actually, eh, I'm good, is going to make Jimmy want it more. I think mm-hmm. of him just being, he's playing hard to get, basically, is uh, is is possibly Roman's plan. But I think, like I said, I think there's layers to it because I think he also just like doesn't quite trust Jimmy yet. So he's kind of just trying to make sure that Jimmy is actually on side before he fully kind of like lets him in kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're going to overrun on this show as it is. But overall, God, so many rematches. Just, it's the same show over yeah. and over again. Anything that doesn't involve Roman is the same every single week. And it's doing my head in. Um, I, I liked Edge's return in a vacuum, but I'm not super pumped for the Edge versus Roman match at Money in the Bank because we already saw him get pinned at WrestleMania. And there's been, and the, th- the thing with Edge is, he's been off for a couple of months. But nothing has really changed, you know? And and maybe they'll give me reason to buy into it in the next few weeks. It's that Edge lost, and then he came back, and then he's gone, and now another title match, please. Which is, you need to give me a reason why he's he's getting this, essentially. Which they might do in the coming weeks, who knows? But I didn't like this show. I gave it a two out of five. Yeah. I will I will spare it from a one out of five because of the edge return. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't like an amazing return by any means, but it, it was a good segment. 
And I thought that the in-ring work, both in the J, uh, Jimmy Uso, Dolph Ziggler match, and then the opening tag match were both quite good. Bro, the Big E Apollo match was good too, but like, mm-hmm. I just, but I'm I watching, I'm watching the same garbage episode of a show I don't like over and over and over again. And I can see there are good actors on the show. And I know that if I just got to watch the next episode, show me the next episode in the series, that it's going to be good. But I have to keep rewinding to the start of this episode and watching the same episode for three months. I'm ready for a new episode. Two out of yeah, five. man. Two out of five. Uh, you guys on the community tab, majority voting for a three out of five show. 28% going one higher with a four out of five show. I'm really glad there's people that can enjoy it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, I if, if this was the first episode of SmackDown that you watched this year, you'd probably enjoy it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. In a vacuum, if you're not watching the show week to week, if you're just watching highlights on YouTube, or you're just like popping in and out of when the stories kind of catch you and you're popping it, like these bits in a vacuum are good things. It's good in-ring quality of wrestling. Yeah. It's just the same every single week. Diminishing returns, man. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what I love? I love like a really nice steak. Mm-hmm. A really good steak. Have one yesterday. Eat, it's great. I did too. I had a really nice steak. How about that? On the same mm. page. If I ate steak every day mm-hmm. for a month, by the end of that, not liking steak anymore. I want something new. Exactly. That's this show. And crazy. There's a lot of people saying it in the chat, and I think I'm probably in agreement. Raw was better than SmackDown this week. God. What kind of world this, are we living in? How do we get the shaft that we're watching the worst show this week? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It really God. doesn't. Before we get into the rest of your ultra chats, we need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. If you've not been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you really should. Loads of extra bonus content. You get your own shout outs. WrestleTalk After Dark has gone up, uh, where we uh, chat nonsense for a while. <laughs> it's good fun. Uh, drink and have fun. Um, and yeah, if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Jonathan, the Headmaster Headman. Woo. Thank you. Peter Fiber Brantuas. Yes. Thank you very much. The Venerable Jesse Venable. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, why do I always get the really long Spanish one? Yes. We, <laughs> we've got Viernes El Decimoto. Uh, damn it. I almost had it. Decimoto. Decimo Tercero. Decimo Tercero. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I got there eventually. There yeah. is well, Decimo Tercero. Jason Gutierrez. Yes. There you go. One, one Decimo Tercero. Tercero. There you go. Um, Yo, Adrian. Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Adrian. The Batsman. Nathan Batty. Yeah. Woo. Thank you very much. Probably better than Kyle. Philip O'Reilly. Oh, claim. Kyle Ray is pretty great. Yep. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Is the real boss. Very much so. Halloween Havoc Central. 
Thank you. Always shining, Gary. Gary? That's a wrestler. Sorry. Always shining, Garrett Albright. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. The easiest name to pronounce, Josh Rosowskis. Yeah. Thank you very much. And always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Yes. Thank you very much, all of our pledge hammers. Let's get into uh, the rest of your ultra chats here. James Markin says uh, Roman's feuds. Uh, Roman feuds also doesn't put guys he wrestles over. Everyone is either back in mid card hell or been off TV for months. Um, it's not the point to get them over. Y- y- yes and no to a degree. I I kind of agree. I will say I think they've done a good job of building Cesaro. Cesaro feels yep. much more of a big deal now than he did before. Um. I would have said the same about Kevin Owens if they didn't have their third match. I think after the second one, I was like, Kevin Owens is a big deal again. This is great. And then they had their third rematch, and it was like, uh, now you're a bit, now you're pushing it. Um, but also, Roman doesn't put people over. You heard of Jey Uso. He's yeah. a bit more of a big deal <laughs> after feuding with Roman. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a mixed bag, basically. Yeah, um, I don't think you can look at it as just like the people that he wrestles being more over afterwards because he, they're not going to beat him. This is not going to be the rivalry where they trade wins back and forth and and yeah. that whole deal. Roman doesn't lose, and he shouldn't lose. He should not lose any matches until he loses the title. So yeah. his opponents not necessarily are going to come out of it looking better. You might have someone like Cesaro because he hasn't had the big main event singles title push before. Just getting that and having a strong match but losing you can still get over in defeat but that's not the point the point is to get roman reigns over Mm -hmm. and by association you get over the usos which are you know that's that's a really big deal you get the family dynamic over and that's what's important in being built i do think they need to build more baby faces but that's like a separate issue yes um jesse woodworth says uh hey guys i meant to ask this on the nxt review but was stuck at work and unfortunately with her release yesterday it may not happen but imagine marina shafir joining diamond mine for an intergender war games match versus hit row hashtag what could have been um i don't know See, if i'm super into that personally i don't think that works it doesn't work mm. in the structure of a war games match because you you'd have the three guys or four guys maybe enter the match one on you know one after the other like you do in a war games match and then you either have to start with both women at which point the first guy comes in and what's he going to do because mm-hmm. you can't have man on woman violence or WWE. you have it at the end of the match and have the women be the last two in and have one woman come in and not do really anything until yep. the one the next woman comes in and then like what's the point like you're still going to get three on three guys and then one-on-one girls in that match because they can't fight each other in WWE rules. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it would just kind of be like trying to put puzzle pieces into a spot that doesn't fit. Yes, agreed. Uh, Hannah Allen comes back in to say, dang it, sorry, I used an emoji and was cut off. Uh, oh, let's check what you said before. Uh, Cesaro dancing in Pat McAfee, Stone Cold Water spot. Um, I meant to say, I am an adult shrug. Congratulations on your Quizzlemania moment, Tempest. You are both beautiful humans, but I did feel very happy for you this week. As always, thanks and lots of love. Hashtag LIW444Life. Yes, congrats, Tempest. 
not for not for the Quizlemania trophy, obviously. I didn't yeah. go too well. But Mm-mm. the other thing. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 I do I do appreciate the support. Everyone's been very kind and lovely. Um and if you're not, screw them. Don't care. Yeah. About people that are lame. Yeah. As for as for anything else that happened on Quizlemania, uh very quickly, just uh just know LIW. We're a very forgiving bunch. Mm. We, we, we let everything grudges. go. Yeah, we don't no. hold grudges at all. We've never been known to hold a grudge. No, never. Also, just want to say a big thank you to Hannah Allen again for becoming a new member on the channel. Thank you very much, Hannah, for becoming a new member. You're awesome. Thank you for hitting the join button. And thank you for being a uh, an awesome person. Hope you enjoy your emotes and your badge and all that stuff. Thank you very much. All right, Tempest, we got some emails to get through. Hell yeah. Uh, we got one here from Eli. It says, hello, L-I-J. We're, we're L-I-J now. He <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, says, as I anxiously await Pete to show Tempest my pup, I did. I did show you. I did show Tempest your pup. Um, I figured I'd follow up with his intangibles. Matty Pup Woof Woof was the name, if you, if you recall. Um, his intangibles are four years old. Uh, intangibles, cuddly, sweetness. Pretty good. Like that. Yeah, you've got that nailed. That's perfect. Yep, perfect. Uh, <laughs> and he says, uh, also, since we're talking BoJack, hell yes. Uh, I love that show. I started watching it one episode at a time because of a podcast I follow called Podcast Horseman, which uh, uh, which is an episode guide and discussion podcast. It's great. I consider it among other prestige things like The Wire and Breaking Bad because the writing and acting is so incredible, all under the guise of a silly talking horse. The quote, when you're wearing rose-colored glasses, all red flags just look like flags, still hits me hard these days. Thank you in advance, and I hope to continue the BoJack talk. Thank you, Eli. Yes. Um, That's a great quote. Yeah, keep sending in emails, and you're going to keep getting BoJack talk. Simple Absolutely. as that. Yeah. I think uh I can't remember whether I mentioned what my, my favorite line from Bojack is. It's it's a it's a basic answer because I think it's a lot of people's favorite one. Um when uh, a character called Todd uh basically has had enough of Bojack's crap. Bojack's done so much that he's just like treated him like crap basically the entire show. Um and he's just like uh and he, he just loses it, starts like shouting at me. He's like, You can't keep doing this, you can't keep uh do it. I'm paraphrasing, you can't keep making all these mistakes and and then just apologizing like that makes it okay. You need to be better. And it was like, Oh, <laughs> that's a, that's a bit, bit relatable right there. Goodness me. Um yeah, you no, get away with that. Yeah, yeah. I I've yeah, it's unrelated, but I've woven he can't keep getting away with it from breaking bad. Like just into my regular vocabulary. Like I say that, that maybe once a day. Is that the same actor? But Jesse Jesse Pinkman. Uh, uh, it's uh, Aaron Aaron Paul. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he plays Todd in BoJack Horseman. So yeah, yeah. This is perfect. It's the same uh, same kind of rant. Same dude. Yeah. Uh, you know? I think so. Let me let me double check that so I'm not looking like a complete idiot, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, Bojack, also, are yeah. you able to hear the dog that is barking outside? I am. Oh, I am. Yes, absolutely bloody lovely. I hate my neighbors, Pete and audience. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same people who had the rooster. They just leave their dog in the they backyard just replaced it with another loud animal. 
<sighs> it's perfect. Uh, sorry, two seconds. I'll be with you. I'm just getting a thing. I got a notification. I got to check it. Yeah, it's like because I live in a house, right? If I if I go like mm-hmm. everything on my street and in the front half of my house, everyone's lovely. Mm-hmm. Everyone is is kind and cheerful and we can walk down the street and be like hi how you doing oh your dog let me let me give it pets here walking my dog you can you can interact a little bit so nice everyone if you like flip it around everyone behind my house is an asshole (laughs) i'm sick of it floss more sleep because of loud animal noises from behind my house over the last three months than I have in my entire life. That's not gone well. Uh, that's, <sighs> that's very unfortunate, Tempest. Um, but you know what will make you happy? This email from Nishant says, uh, Dear Los Intangibles, dear Wrestle Talk, they spelled it out properly. Uh, hey, LIW, congratulations on winning all the gold. Yeah, I, I hope both of you reign 444 life. Ugh. Len puts, insert LIW entrance theme here. Do you have an LIW theme? If not, what song would each of you pick for the LIW theme? We do have an LIW theme. Where we played on the promos whenever we did our, our big reveal promo at, what was it, Backlash? Yeah, we had our, our theme there. It's great. Um, and Nishant has sent, here are some pictures of my good puppers. Yeah. Oh. Like like the good brothers, but good puppers. Um, for your celebration, look at them cuddle. And then, <laughs> and then, Nishan shoots a shot and says, by the way, if there are any females listening to this, <laughs> oh my, you can find me on Instagram at Nishant World Order, Twitter at Nishant Nair. Like Sammy Guevara says, hit me up, ladies. Thank you, LIW, for the shout out. Hopefully someone responds. That's all for today. Stay safe and lots of love. Nishan. Uh, similarly, you can find me at Pete Quinnell on Twitter. Just throwing that out there, ladies. Um, <laughs> right. Let me screen share yeah. this for, for you, puppers. You- you can also find me on Twitter at TempestWT. It's very easy to find. There's a little check mark next to it now. <laughs> you, you, you are verified. You uh, have your, verified. your verified notifications, yes. Yes, I can't uh, promise I will respond to any of the commoners. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's screen share this. And puppies! Look at them! Oh, look at the eyes on that one! I know! Oh, my it's, God. Uh, Nishant was the, the the OG, I believe, in sending in dog pictures. Um, or, or one of the first ones, anyway, uh, to send in, in dog pics. Uh, they're great. It's sleepy! Yeah. And I, w- I want to see, like... There you go. Oh, there you it's go. a third one. Yeah. It took me a minute of seeing the first uh, the first picture and be like, oh, they're sleeping on another dog. Yeah, on, <laughs> on a, a dog, yeah. Dog. Yeah. yeah. On the, uh, no, he's, he's very cute. It was just how, great. I love it. How lovely. Uh, thank you very much, Nishan, for that. Uh, and we've got another email here that I definitely did want to get to today, which is this one from Noah um, that says, uh, I know you lost your trophy, but to cheer you up, here's my sister's new pup, Gus. Gus is 10 weeks old and quite the friendly boy and my new nephew. All right, here we go. Let me uh, get this one ready for you here. Because this is uh, this, this is, is going to be very important party. for you, Tempest. Oh my God! Share. Oh, oh. oh my God! Oh! <laughs> oh! oh my God! 
so precious. It looks so soft. So for, for podcast listeners, it's a golden retriever puppy. Oh. Which is what Tempest requested uh, last week, I believe. Or I an did. NXT, whenever it was. I did. I requested the golden retriever puppy picture. Oh. Just... Oh, and Noah has responded. There is more. Let me get to it. I'm going to have to stop sharing because I need to find the other ones because uh, there is two more that uh, I need to just get up here. Let's uh, share. Let's go back here. Uh, boom. There you go. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, look at that face. Look at that little punum. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, it's with a little baby so... human. There's a baby human with the baby dog. Oh, it's, it's so cute. I love you it. Should, you shouldn't have shown this to me before I need to get angry about SmackDown. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I had to. Otherwise, we would have just been... I mean, we're still going to be ranty anyway. And you guys will have already heard us be ranty because we don't record these before the main show. What are you talking about? God, I can <laughs> feel my heart melting. Right? Like, I can feel it. It's melting away. Goodness oh, me. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, we've got time for one more, one more email. There's no no pet pictures on this one, but thank you very much, Noah, for that. Very Noah, much. Noah, you're, you're the man. Tonic. I'm yeah, in your tonic service. The tempest needed after after SmackDown. Um, but uh, we've got an email here from Brett that says, "Hello, Pete and Tempest. You might remember me as the uh, you might remember me as the person who sent a question about how to grow my podcast on the NXT review, or you might not. Anyway, you guys told me to take uh, to make the best content possible to get people to listen. I was thinking a good way to get some eyes on my show would be interviewing some wrestlers. The only problem is that I don't know how to get in contact with anyone to arrange it. I was wondering if you two had any advice on ways to get into contact with people I might want to interview. Thanks, sincerely, Brett. I'll be honest, it's tough. It's yeah, it's tough. Sure, it. it- it depends on the level of uh, of people that you're trying to interview. Mm-hmm. If you start by trying to interview indie wrestlers that do not have the largest following, mm-hmm. but eventually, if you just, again, make the content and make it good, you interview these wrestlers, put them on YouTube channel or wherever you're going to put them, and just kind of build your following over time, eventually people higher up in the business will be able to see that and be like, okay, this is an actual respectable interviewer. I can yep. take a chance and go and get interviewed by them as yes. opposed to just immediately right off the bat, trying to interview Drew McIntyre or, or Kenny Omega. Like it's not going to work out. Even like top interviewers probably aren't able to get big names like that yeah. right off the bat. You know, I mean, we even uh, even we struggle sometimes to get WWE interviews because um, you have to build up that relationship with like PR companies and all sorts of stuff. Like there's loads of middlemen and, and uh, stuff like that. So you need to try and get the people that don't have any of those obstacles in the way, which would be indie wrestlers um, to, to start with, to to build you up as a credible, like Tempest said, a, a credible interview. And that's how you would uh, uh, kind of just progress through the system that way. Um, hope that helped. Um but yeah, uh, I think that's all the time we've got because we do need to go live for the main show shortly. Uh, thank you very much for all your emails. If you guys want to email in, support at WrestleTalk.com. It's the email address to do so. Send in your stuff and we'll read it out on the show, ideally. Uh, unless it's mean and then we won't. Anyway, um, let's get out of here because we've got other stuff to do. Um, uh, go. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Love you very much. Stay tuned for more content. Stay safe. Goodbye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.